When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's game day. Here we go. We're talking a lot of football. Johnny, excuse me. I got burned. Oh, three of my fingers really bad. So, ugh. all right, here we go. Big Johnny guitars. We got a lot to talk about. First Raiders. What a huge win. They needed it. They should have won. They did win. And now things line up. I told you these next six games, one of them, they're 1-0 and in these six games, are going to tell us a lot about Josh McDaniels. It was a big win for him. It was a huge win for him. It was interesting to see a lot of the things that went on during the game. Let's talk about the first half. Devontae the decoy is what the Manning brothers were calling him. If you saw that broadcast, they were a little confused. What's going on here? Uh, it put a spotlight on Adams, who is certainly at the top of his game. From a fan perspective, you want to see him get the ball nearly every down you can. You want to get it to him to supplant a running play, if you will. You want to get it to him deep. Not sure you want to use him as a decoy, but that showed up. And then Max Crosby obviously had a big, giant national show. Whether it was Aikman or Manning or anyone that saw the game, they saw how good Max Crosby was playing. And I think what they saw was a guy really at a point of mastery, mastery level of his position. Athletically, he's still at a prime or close enough to a prime to do everything he wants. 
football IQ and strategy wise, that's where you saw it all come together. Whether he's faking, he's going to do a swim move on this play. He's going around that guy. He's going inside here. It was just a real mastery and a masterful performance for him. And I think, too, like a lot of folks, that the game turned in a strange way in, in the Raiders' favor. After the turnover, going down to the goal line, then there's a penalty. First and goal for the Packers. I'm thinking, and I said at the time, they should run the push play at least two times, if not three. And if they do, they're probably going to be in the, in the end zone. They don't. The Raiders take advantage of it. think the game turns there. The defense gets turnovers from there, and the entire thing kind of steadies itself. It's not like the season is all of a sudden all the way better, but all of a sudden it's steadying itself, and you can see a path to make some progress forward. We've talked about it, the schedule that they've got coming up, and it starts with the game this weekend that it, I mean, I don't know how much more of a green light they could have than what they've got coming in this weekend with the Patriots. No, John, you made a really good point when you talked about Crosby being at uh, or in his prime. I don't think he's at his prime yet. I think he's still ascending to his prime. To his credit, what a phenomenal – and and you know, uh, he's a friend. I respect him greatly. He's a great player. There's nothing about Max Crosby I don't like. And as a guy who has fought for his sobriety – this is the kind of story the NFL wants. And, and I'm going to tell you, as a media person, what angers me is one NFL player can go do something stupid, do it crime, and everyone talks about it. Here's a guy that's everything right, and I can't believe he doesn't get more, um, more good press. All right, I wanted to ask you a question. I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine who is a general manager in the National Football League. And he said to me, and by the way, he likes and respects Josh McDaniels. So he's not coming at this from a place of dislike. But he said to me, with all their struggles and the Manning brothers, he said, this is not going, this is not a good night for Josh. Now, I didn't watch the Manning brothers broadcast. You did. But he said, they are picking him apart. And he goes, and you can't say they're wrong. I didn't see it. You did. I purposely didn't want to talk to you about it until the podcast. Tell me your thoughts. Do you agree with this general manager? Uh, especially in the first part of the game, yes. Now, the Manning brothers are watching these games from a unique perspective. And I think the best part of their broadcasts are when they're not thinking about what they want to say and they're just reacting. Now, usually... That appears to be Peyton Manning possibly overreacting, but he's doing so from a place of looking for success on the offensive side of the ball. His brother Eli's a little more even keeled, a little more slow to react, but when he does, it's very pointed. And that's the thing. You can watch the Manning Brothers broadcast and listen and learn. And if you're in the quarterback business or want to play quarterback or want to know offense, you want to take notes on what they say because they're really specific. They're practically giving it away. And they were critical of Josh McDaniels from where their perspective was, especially in the first half, for using Devontae as a decoy. Now, they're not looking at the 22 film. They're not looking at the 22 camera with all 22 players on the field. And they may not um, have known exactly what was seen at the line. And here's what I mean by that. And I think this is the, the big thing that I take away. You want to get your ball 
to your best playmakers as often as you can. But do you want to do that at the expense of identifying and taking what the defense is giving you, a la Tom Brady? I, I No, I do not think you do. So I believe that you'd have to look at that again, analyze what was the defense presenting the Raiders at that time. And based on that, should they have gone to Adams more? If you're choosing between the two, the most successful thing most often is to identify what the defense is giving you and then try to execute it. That's what Tom Brady explained to us in the barbershop not long ago. And actually, I'm, more, I'm now getting curious about what his input might be into the Raiders at all at this point of the season. Does he have any input at all? So while the Manning brothers were critical, there's a little bit of a qualifier there. I would be curious what people around the Raiders would think after seeing their tape, whether they've done enough and honestly, whether they could take something at all from what the Manning brothers were saying, because what they were pointing out was it doesn't look like the Raiders are doing all they can to get their playmate to the ball. Hey, he's single man coverage here, or Hey, you know, I don't know why they don't move him here or there. It is interesting to me to listen to them talk and react to plays because they are doing it. There's no bones about it. They're interested in the offense succeeding. It doesn't matter what offense it is. And it provides for some interesting, entertaining, and certainly educational stuff to those of us that don't know that much, obviously, but to don't know a matchbook worth of information compared to two Manning brothers running the academy, running into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, interesting stuff. And and I, what I found interesting from this general manager is he wasn't saying the Mannings were right. He just said, you know, they were going at him pretty good. And this is a general manager who I've quoted in this podcast before as saying, if I had Devontae Adams, my quarterback would be under the edict every time he's in single coverage, he gets the ball, period. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm just looking at the stats here. You know, the Raiders are yards per game. It's significantly less than their opponents so far. So even if you just look at a simple stat like that, I I'm kind of with you. If you have one of those top guys in the sport, really at his best, you got to give him the ball as much as you can. And that let's see what they do with that during this key stretch where the Raiders can make some hay and hopefully pile up some wins. All right. I want to, we're going to, we have a lot of Raiders talk tonight. I want to talk about some other things as well. The trade deadline is looming. We were out ahead of this talking about it before anyone else about, I think this is going to be the most active trade deadline. There are some really good quarterbacks. I think there are two really good quarterbacks. I think one is clearly better than the other. And I'm basing that on what I'm hearing from NFL people. I think the, the fans have a much higher view of Caleb Williams than Drake may. But I think inside the NFL, there is a, there is some mad love for Drake may and, and for Caleb Williams, but Drake may ahead of them. I think with the fans, it's Caleb Williams ahead of Drake may, but there's going to be a, there's a, I think this is going to be the busiest deadline. I think you agree too. I talked about it on my podcast on Friday that, you know, yes, the Raiders would like to add somebody, but you've got to look at, who and and the contract plus the Raiders got to look at what about you know Dave Ziegler has to be a realist what if we lose to Chicago what if we lose to New England 
Then if we bring a guy on with a huge contract for the rest of the year, why do we do it if, if we're not in a place to be competitive? Your thoughts on the trade deadline? Well, we're seeing it get active already. We've seen some deals for draft picks, and all of a sudden you see what happens in Minnesota, and immediately people say, well, does that make Kirk Cousins up uh, for trade possibilities? And what kind of no-trade clause does he have? And all of a sudden speculation running down the street. Well, the Jets, the Falcons, the Washington football team, those may be natural thoughts initially, but wait a second. What offense does this guy know and not know? Now, from a Raider perspective, it really is tricky. Because the NFL is a win-now league. That's just the way it is these days. It's a win-now league. The Raiders specifically, sounds like from your reporting in the past, that practically have a mandate of let's do some winning now. So from Ziegler's perspective, I, again, I, I wonder if he's categorized players that we would consider trading, we will not trade, we would like to trade. And um, I only think the discussion – I only think the discussion – population is going to go zoom after this weekend part of the reason are two of the teams we've mentioned the bears and the vikings happened to play each other both one and four we saw the bears already make a move almost a concession that hey we we, we made a mistake here right uh, sending the guy back so it, indications are that the deadline is going to be more active than it's been we understand that there are two quarterbacks in a quarterback-heavy draft that appear more ready than not. I think size-wise. I just want to add this. Every GM I'm talking to or, or executive is telling me they think multiple quarterbacks are being picked. There's yeah. just two that they have first-round grades on. Yeah, two at a higher, higher level. And my guess is that based on the system – that Drake May is in, they feel like he may be more ready to start sooner. I'm not sure size and durability-wise if, if that's if that's a concern. Look, there's some of us old school guys that have concerns with size and durability. It's a small sample, but um, we've seen some issues uh, with Bryce Young in Carolina already. On the other side of it, the extreme other side, you've got the guy from Cartersville, Trevor Lawrence, who's the size of a linebacker, um, hasn't really had significant durability issues yet, and he's a couple years down the road. If I'm picking first, second, fifth next year, one of my concerns has got to be durability. And let's just point right at Arizona. Arizona takes Mighty Mouse, Kyler Murray. It's exciting to watch. Really fantastic at times. How many games has he played, and how durable has he been, and what does his future look like? If you're the Arizona Cardinals, do you really want to take another quarterback that may have durability questions? Probably not to the extent Murray does, and I don't think Williams or May does, but these things matter, and they factor into what's going to come out from the trade deadline. And again, eyes on Chicago, folks. Look what the Bears may be picking with. They may have two really high ones. They may have an opportunity with maybe some new leadership to seriously set themselves up by following maybe the old Belichick trade down and accumulate thing for years to come. The draft's a long way away. But in a little way, the draft has already started for some folks. And when they start dealing out some more picks here later this month, we got to keep that in mind when we get to next, next spring. Let me ask you, you and I are no Kirk Cousins. You think they're going to trade him? I think that really depends on Kirk. And what does Kirk want at this time? That's why I say that. 
we know Kirk Cousins loved football. No question. We know he's extremely dedicated to football. No question. I think his dedication is what's driven him to produce the level that he has so far. We know he's got some unique situation. Takes Tuesday off, which is fine. What does Kirk Cousins want to do? Does Kirk Cousins want to uproot and go try to learn a portion of a new offensive system to take a shot at the Super Bowl? Does Kirk Cousins really want to make a, a great sacrifice for the opportunity to win a Super Bowl? Or is he okay? It's not that he's okay cruising and losing. Is he okay saying, hey, we had a really good year last year. We're not that far away here in Minnesota. I'm willing to ride it out if they are. I actually think this is up to Kirk Cousins more than anybody else. But let's listen to what I believe he said or his folks said. Somebody said that Kirk Cousins would not consider a move unless it was for a serious contender. And then, then probably not. That tells me not the Washington football team, not the Atlanta Falcons, who are naturally two that you would think. And it, it, I think it semi rules out the New York Jets. I don't know. So when you look at the standings in the NFL right now and you look at potential suitors for Kirk Cousins, how many of them fit that really high category? We're not talking about, God forbid, another injury to a quarterback in San Francisco where Kirk Cousins goes to that system and can take off. So that, I think, complicates the situation. I think it's up to Kirk. My guess is he's going to stay right there in Minnesota. He looks like he likes a lot of things about living and playing in Minnesota. What do you think? I, I agree. I don't think because he's got a no trade clause. And uh, I, I think he would waive it to go to San Francisco, but nowhere else. All right. Let's keep going. I want to talk about Max Crosby because this guy just continues to play at a super high level. We, we alluded to him a minute ago. Um, a wonderful person. I mean, just continues to play out of his mind. I'm curious. You're down in Buckhead. You're in Atlanta. You're across the country. Obviously, you you keep an eye on the Raiders because of what we do. But I, I'm just saying, what do you think is the national because uh, national impression? I was told by an NFL executive this week, if he was on a better team, he would be getting talked about like he's J.J. Watt. He'd be getting talked about like a Reggie White. He'd be getting talked about like all of these guys, like, you know, T.J. Watt. But be, and the guy said, because he's not on a good team, he's not getting that that praise, but it doesn't mean he's not worthy of it. What is your impression of Max Crosby? I think that's probably pretty right. And what I would say is my impression from a national perspective is people are just beginning to get to know Max Crosby. They've heard the name before. They've maybe seen a highlight. They've, they've caught a striking image of him with the tattoos. They don't know as much about his personal backstory. They don't know as much about his professional development. I think that's some of the light that Troy Aikman was trying to shine the other day. Like, hey, this is not a, a super high draft pick. This is a guy that worked to get himself going, and he is mastering that position. And when Troy Aikman says something like that, people listen. Troy Aikman, it's so amazing to think, Hondo, how many millions of football fans don't even know that Troy Aikman was a really good player. They just know he's really pretty good at TV. His compliment means a lot. I think nationally people are just getting to know Max Crosby. The national game certainly helped. The more they're on national TV, the better. And here's what I see when I watch the Raiders, when you just put it on. What you see is Max Crosby is 
really affecting each play, each down, each snap. That does not happen very often in the NFL. Micah Parsons right now? Sure. And we can go way back to some of the names you mentioned, like uh, Reggie White, obviously Lawrence Taylor. Uh, there's guys that flash that for a little bit, and it goes away. Of course, we could talk about many cornerbacks who sometimes seem to reach the peak and then kind of drop down. Um, the Watts are probably a good analogy. I think T.J. Watt, size, shape, activity, those things uh, probably ring a bell. But, yes, if Max Crosby was on a better team, he would be getting three times the promotion and attention that he's getting. But as people learn more about him, I think they're going to warm and really appreciate his story more and more because he is playing so well. And every team they play this year, everybody who watches that on the other side, they're going to know who Max Crosby is by the end of the game if they didn't know coming in. John, as you know, I was the first one of a national voice talking about the meltdown in New England that I said I expected Bill Belichick to be gone if he didn't make the playoffs. Um, I would not, according in, to the people that I know who are very close to the situation, his, re his relationship with Bob Kraft is not good. Um, I've had one person even tell me that strained is only a nice way of saying it. Um, and it's somebody who knows them both personally. Um, now all of a sudden it's getting talked about. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think this game is, and no matter what happens the rest of the year, this game is the biggest of the Josh McDaniels era, This, and, and, and I think in the regime. And win or lose, there won't be another game this year bigger. I'm going to tell you why. The Raider Nation hates the Patriots. They don't dislike them. John, I'm going to tell you because you will be able to understand this. They hate them like Michigan State hates Michigan. The tuck rule, the cheating, they hate them. And right or wrong, they hate them. So in comes Josh McDaniels from there. They hate him automatically. He doesn't win quick. And he, and he coached their arch rival, the Broncos. And he failed miserably. They hate him. And... Here he is. This is going to be game. See, this will be the sixth, the 23rd game of his regime. Sixth game of his second year. And if he loses to a crumbling New England, then the Raiders are now going to be two and four, and the Patriots will be two and four. And there's going to be a lot of people second-guessing. They don't want the Patriot way to be the Raider way, and there's going to be a ton of similarities. This is not good. And I said these next six games are going to tell us everything we need to know about Josh McDaniels moving forward. I believe it. Now, let me just say, I fully expect the Raiders to win, and I think they're going to win pr pretty handily. But this is a game, all of the pressures on Josh McDaniels. What are your thoughts? I think it is. I think all the pressure is on Josh McDaniels. My thoughts go back to that game, the tuck rule. Uh, objectively, the Raiders were probably the best football team in the NFL at that time. They go into a bizarre weather situation. They are in position to beat the Patriots. It feels like that game was decided by that play. 
And then they see the Patriots take off from there and their franchise uh, uh, struggles, sputters, and, and, and goes backwards. On the one hand, it's understandable to play the game of what if the Raiders win that game? What if they win that Super Bowl? It's probably a very different looking present day situation for the Raiders. And it may be a different city that the team is playing from. So I understand that scar and it kind of starts there. Now you apply some of that other stuff. The guy went to the Broncos. All this stuff happens there. He goes back to New England. He doesn't take the Colts job or he takes it, which actually was probably pretty smart. Uh, he comes in here, he doesn't win right away. Now he's got the one in four Patriots coming in who are not good. A lot of offense, defense, special teams. They, they got a lot of struggles. They got a massive schism between the owner, GM slash coach, and they got some relatively low interpersonal skills on display with a coach that is wearing out some of his welcome as the winds have really fallen off. If you're not going to get him now, when are you going to get him? So what that does is actually remove, hey, not a great season, Patriots, so far. It adds pressure to the shoulders of Josh McDaniels. If the Raiders lose this game, you can take the goodwill and, and good work from the Packer game and you can flick it off the table because it's going to pretty much be thrown out right away. And what will happen really quickly is much of the Raider fan base will think, boy, that ceiling with Josh McDaniels, maybe I thought it was here, maybe I thought it was here, but now I got to lower it significantly because we couldn't even beat the one in four Patriots that have got to figure out a way to get rid of or retire the most successful coach in the history of the National Football League. We can't beat them then. It started with the tuck rule game, and then we can't beat them now. We got to go another direction. That's how critical this is. Right now as we stand here, we don't know what involvement or what level of activity the Raiders will have in a trade deadline. We don't know if they will be buyers or sellers. They, they probably got to be prepared for both. But God forbid they lose um, – not lose a close one. God forbid they lose badly or play badly. That is unacceptable. In this week at this time, that is not going to fly. This is not the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Obviously not the Super Bowl. This in a way, I'm not trying to sound hacky, but this is kind of a McDaniels Bowl. He needs this one badly. And I think he knows it. I think his team knows it too. Yeah, I agree with you. John, real quick, then I'm going to go back and ask you a Raider question. What's your prediction for the game and the score? I got a 24-17 Raiders. I don't think New England's really in it much. I, I think New England's going to score 13. I think the Raiders get a little mo here. They get a little something. I like 27-13 Raiders. 27-13 LVR. Yeah, 27. Do you, do you want to look at the uh, the fearsome, uh, the, 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 the featured foursome for the week here real quick? I do in a minute, but because okay. I had a lot of people mad we didn't do it last week, and I apologize. <laughs> I I heard about it. Boy, I heard about it. I just want to <laughs> say this. I I laugh because so many people have said to me, okay, Hondo, glad you're finally, you know, turned on Josh. It isn't turned on Josh. I gave him plenty of time to get his people, his stuff in here, but – I mean, they're five games in, John. 
Jimmy Garoppolo's got more interceptions and touchdowns. He's he's playing uglier than I'm not saying he's ugly. Obviously, he's a handsome guy, <laughs> but he's playing uglier than me in the shower. And they can't score 20 points. They have 102 million dollars spent on the salary cap. They have. We know the salary cap is 223, 224, but the Raiders got millions and millions in dead cap. So they they have, you know, roughly 160 some million that they're spending on current contracts, 102 of it on the offense. This is unacceptable. And there's no it's not turning on anybody. It's just the reality this is unacceptable. Yeah, and and, and the reality is you're just trying to evaluate what's actually going on. So you kind of take the names, take the personalities, take them out and throw them out the window. I don't care what coach or what city, an NFL team with that level of investment, especially in the offense, that's producing 20 points a game has a problem. That's simply their foot. Do you want this five, six weeks in? Probably not. You know, when you look at the records of the teams that the Raiders have played, which I've got over here, um, they're not so good. There's a couple three and two teams. There's a couple teams that have two wins. So it's not like they've been playing the world beater so far. The production relative to points per game is a big concern. I understand there's some kind of lag that happens whenever you have a major holdout and you're getting a player back in, he's getting into game shape. We're talking about Josh Jacobs. But there's so much um, – the track record is so long here this year that there is a standout problem. The real – challenge is what are they going to do to make a significant change and bump things up during the season? How do you go from 20 points a game to the upper 20s at least? It is astonishing to think that you're going to compete for a playoff spot, let alone in the division they're in, if you can't score well, well, well more than 20 points. How in the world are you possibly going to compete for a playoff spot, let alone a division, if you're not averaging well above 20 points and probably in the upper, maybe you have to be in the top 10 in the whole NFL, considering who else is in your division sitting right at the top. I agree. All right, let's get into our, our here we go. Good story. Our picks. Fearsome featured foursome. Listen, there's a game in Cincinnati. You're going to want to check out why Cincinnati is at home. The Seahawks are coming in there. Until proven otherwise, I feel like every game is nearly must win for Cincinnati. We're not going to call it a contract game, but we're going to call it a what kind of season is this actually going to be game, Seahawks at Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals for sure. I'm riding Joe, Bur Joe Burrow. He's a gamer. This is one where, again, this is one where you pay this kind of quarterback this kind of money, and, and this is, you know, this is what you're looking for. now. It's only interesting because what happens next when we're talking Vikings and Bears? It's not interesting because they're both one and four. It's interesting because somebody is going to lose and directions are going to change and we may see a whopper of a trade or two out of a team that was trying to make a Super Bowl run last year. Vikings, Vikings. and Bears. Vikings. I'm I, going with the Vikings. <laughs> I'm going with the Bears. I think that's going to get wild and crazy down there. Now, I see another game. These teams are having a pretty good year, aren't they? Down in Tampa, Detroit Football Lions 
Tampa Bay. Hey, don't worry about Tom Brady being gone. Buccaneers. Lions at Bucks. Lions, because I predicted them to not win the Norris. And boy, was I wrong. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm even, I'm a native Michigander. Now, listen, we all know the term, we don't all know that, but the term Michigander came about as actual as, 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 as a, not a nice word. So the most people that know the story call up, call us Michiganians. But I got so many people, you don't know what that means. It's not Michiganian, it's Michigander. I am a Michiganian. For the sake of the people that want to beat me over the head, I'll say as a Michigander, I'm going with the Lions. I think the Lions are the better team. I, I don't buy the Bucks yet. And sometimes I get it wrong, and this may be one, but I like the Lions in this one. Now, the last game, I think that the Eagles and Jets is a little interesting, but I think that the Saints and Texans is an interesting game because the Texans – are rapidly becoming a story in this here National Football League. C.J. Stroud and company, the great rookie on the other side of the ball, D'Amico Ryan's coach in the football team. What's going on here is the three and two Saints are going to the two and three Texans. People in Houston are going to get fired up because the Texans are going to shock some folks and win this game. I'm going to ride with the Saints. I'm just going to ride with him, and, uh, you know, I, I love what CJ's doing. He's a great kid, um, so it's not a it's not hate on him. I just think that rookie quarterbacks make rookie mistakes, so I'm going to go with the Saints. That's going to be one to watch. Dennis Allen, a good defensive coach. I can't wait to see it. Some, something's got to give. I agree. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. He's the great John Shop. Remember, from Sports Illustrated's uh, – uh, Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Hondo Carpenter. He's John Shop. You can check out his pod, the Spartan Pride Podcast, on the Fans First Sports Network as well. Thanks, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.